me, I feel like obedience is the deepest form of worship. And that can look like obedience in song. That can look like obedience in your actions. Um, obedience in prayer. That, to me, that's that's worship at the core is obedience. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to thank you for listening to the If I Must Boast podcast. I want to take a quick moment to share the heart and mission behind these episodes. 2 Corinthians 11.30 says, If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. In sharing our weakness and stories of suffering, we are able to reveal God's strength and power. It is my hope that these real, authentic, raw conversations with just everyday people inspire you to the cross and give you the courage to share with your community what you were going through. Because within that, we are able to give God all the glory. With that, I am so excited for today's guest. Let's boast. Welcome into the podcast, people. We have an episode for you today. I'm looking across the couch right now. We're in the podcast studio. It is literally just my my, uh, living room um, couch. Nothing crazy. But we have a guest. We have a guest. I don't want to say my other guests weren't great, but this is my homie. This is my homie, and I'm really excited. Um, what's the What's the Tim Ross intro? Oh yeah, I introduce to some, and I present to others. Miss Laney. I should last say Morrissey. Yeah. Morrissey. Yeah. I should have known that. Sorry. That really felt like. Like a basketball intro. <laughs> what was that Chicago Bulls intro? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what we should yeah. have going. We I'll sh- put that in. I'll put okay. that in. Okay. 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 We great. have you on the podcast. I know. I feel like we've been talking about doing this for like, since you thought about doing a podcast. You're like, I need you to be my first guest. I'm like, well. Oh, that reminds me. You are part of the reason why it's named If I Must Boast. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I told you that. Yeah. That's I. Right. You know, I was going, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start a podcast. It's like on my heart. I feel, I've been like for so long trying to figure out like there's a higher calling. There's a higher pur- purpose. He's using me somehow. And it just made, it just was confirmed and made, and made sense. And, and I was going through a hard season or I'm going through a hard season at this time. And you're like, read first and second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your boy's out there reading it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just vibing. And I go... So I'm reading, and then I go to like one of the Bible studies at Fellowship, and we we end up going through a part of Scripture that's I think it was Second Corinthians, and uh, and then the next day, one of our friends at Fellowship like texted me the Scripture of that like if I must boast, and I was like yo. Because remember the whole time I'm like giving you podcast names? I think I just Yeah, it was like spoke. names. It was yeah, names like, that were like already yeah, like, like And I was like, you need to be, you need to have your own. It mm-hmm. needs to be unique to you and to what you want to talk about. And then bang, confirmed. Yeah. Crazy. So thank you, Lainey, for that. Of course. I mean, I just, you know. That's what you do. That's what you do. You're real whole. Just did my thing. Uh, people, I'm crying right now. Like I'm, I'm not crying physically, but uh, inside I'm crying. Like happy, happy cry. Cause this is like this is one of my favorite people in the world. Even though we don't hang out like 
a lot. No, but, but like, we're still like we're constantly in each other's lives because yeah. it's like one of those you know how like like you don't see somebody for a while, but then when you do see them, you just pick back up like where yeah. you left off and it's not and weird and it's like yeah it's like that and i think also i mean we're both we're both pretty busy but we always know like if one of us needs something yeah we're gonna drop everything yeah make it happen of course that's facts right that's factuals as i was saying i cannot <laughs> <laughs> that's factuals um so i guess we can start with like how we should we introduce you first like who are you yeah like yeah give me like yeah. who, like who are you give a little little bit yeah a little bit like yeah don't give like what do you do right off the bat like oh i do this for work like give me like who you are and you can say the cliche thing you're about to say right now like who i am yeah you could say it right now i know what you're gonna say maybe what do you think i'm gonna say i don't know what you think i'm gonna say i'm a follower of jesus no honestly i mean that's <laughs> a given <laughs> i feel like that's like that's okay like that she a is given. that yes for sure um yeah i a mean disciple Apprentice. Yeah, disciple. What I say is like, I, I mean, I'm a discipler, worshiper, believer. Um, I feel like all of those things like are all encompassing, but also can have so many different meanings in one. Um, one of my favorites though is like being classified as a worshiper mm. because I think that at the core, um, is who we should be as followers of Christ is ultimately like worshipers of him um so i think i aim i aim and strive for that every day of because there's so many different ways to to be a worshiper um and like the things that you do it doesn't have to be just like how you sing mm -hmm. in church um you want me to sing right now no please don't <laughs> no I don't, come out here. I don't need to see that um so i said babe. no <laughs> <laughs> sorry my bad um so i think that's those in terms of like being a follower of christ um there are so many things that fall under that but i think those are like the three the three big ones mm. for me um so that's you, that and you do it well i appreciate that like yeah no like well, for real like i mean it's the like i said it's the very core of who i am like that is that is what like my life is ultimately worth nothing if it is not a reflection of who God is. Mm. Yeah. You know, people, people say that and you're like, you hear it and you're like, okay, like I could see it in them or like maybe not, mm -hmm. not to be like judgmental or anything, but you can like, you know, yeah. when somebody's about it. Yeah. And like you, I feel that from you all the time. Like if I walk in somewhere and I know you're going to be there, I know if I catch eyes with you, you're going to be like, we're going to run up to each other and we're going to do something dumb. Like, you're just going to like, you're going to see me and you mm -hmm. see so many other people, like your energy, like your hugs. Like you, you gave me a, a, a hug when you walked in here and I've been looking forward to that hug for so long. Cause I'm like, you get the best hugs. And it's just, that is all him. Yeah. All him. Absolutely. But like, you just, mm, not that we're, we're never going to be perfect or anything, but like yeah. you, you got something. He gave you something. I mean, it, he gave everybody truly, something, but like, yeah, truly, truly all the Lord. Like that is such a gift and uh, like so humbled in that. And, um, I mean, so I have, I have a word every year and this year my word is humility. Um, and so like just being humbled by what you, by what you said, 
um, all of that means so much. And ultimately, again, like it's, it's because the Lord blessed me with mm-hmm. those things. Um, and so being able to like exude Jesus is all I ever want to do for like the rest yeah. of my life. You know, yeah. like it's not, I mean, of course we all have dreams of things that we want to do and like places we want to see all those things, of course, like, but ultimately I want to be able to die knowing the only thing that people say about me is, oh, she loved Jesus mm-hmm. and that'd be enough. Right. Cause mm-hmm. ultimately that's all, I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 Well, you do, at least I see it. And, uh, oh man, I love you. I oh, love you, bro. I love you. <laughs> I know you're, I mean, truly my brother. Oh, uh, you say like, I, I'm like your older brother sometimes. I'm like, nah, nah. Like, I think I'm it's like in the, a way of like, because you're so protective. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm like 10 and you're like, <laughs> like, you know, your age right now, which I don't know how old you 25. are. I, I okay. You know, I wasn't supposed to ask. I mean, 25. You know, yeah. I'm 25. Yeah. I feel like 10. I feel 10. I feel like you're just like, come here, little boy. No. <laughs> so I'm getting weird now. I'm getting weird. Um, you exude all those things, but do you have a jump shot though? That's the question. Like is, how's your jumper looking? basketball yeah yeah i've never mm. seen a jumper before mm. Mm. my jumper is i don't know it's pretty it's pretty fire i saw you one time at fellowship messing around it just didn't it's pretty fire. it was like a fadeaway it didn't look right mm. it didn't look it didn't that's look tough right. for you but so yeah laney's a hooper or was a hooper still am a hooper. i don't know i don't know about that i still am a hooper once a hooper always a hooper yeah yeah i still am a hooper okay i gave it up because i just like once i lost that like that step i had just for like a second. You know when it's like just slightly off? Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. I'm too competitive to like do it for like, oh, it's, you know. I'm so competitive, but like doing it, I still am like, I'm going to do it for fun. Yeah. I don't really enjoy things like that. I, I know I, I need to work on it, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. Um, so what do you, I know what you do for work, but tell the, tell the listeners. Yeah. I do a lot of, I I think it's so, it's so, it goes hand in hand with like who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh man, no wonder you're like, you're able to just exude him and, and, uh, you talk about worshiping him. Mm -hmm. You're able to do that in your career Mm -hmm. and like reflect him. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool, which we all should be able to do that in our workplaces. Yeah. Um, but yours is like a special kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, work. So yeah. Yeah, so I um, I got my so I got my undergrad in social work, went and got my master's in social work, um, and I now currently work um, inpatient at a psychiatric hospital um, here in town. It's called Parthenon Pavilion, um, and to be honest, like if I told like little me that this is what I would be doing. I don't think I would believe that mm. in this extent. I, I always knew from a young age that I wanted to help people. I always knew that that was something that I wanted to do. Did I think that it would be to this extent? No. But am I happy that it is? Yes. Um, it's a very weighty job. I mean, I work with very unwell people um, in an inpatient setting. That's like, I mean, you see everything. Mm. Um, and it also kind of goes hand in hand with mental health being like my soapbox so-called is what i is what i call it um something that i'm very passionate about 
because I've seen people struggle pretty heavily with that. Personally, in my life, for me, I thankfully have not, but I have family that has, and I've seen how, I've seen what it's done to affect our family, and I knew that, you know, I didn't want other people to feel like they didn't have a place or to feel like they weren't seen. Um, and so ultimately I was like, if I'm that one person that makes somebody feel seen or makes somebody feel safe or understood, then I'm going to be that person. So again, I mean, I would say like, I would say that it's not something that I expected to be doing, but at the same time knew that I would be helping people. Mm-hmm. So that's my full-time job. Um, I also run our special needs ministry at Fellowship. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, you do. And that is very, very precious to me as well. Um, I've always had a heart for kids. And so when I stepped into this position, it'll now be, it'll be two years this year. Um, I was like, okay, do, am, am, like, am I able to run a ministry? Like, am I capable enough to run a ministry and like take care of children and families? And I guess because there's like that stigma of like age, right? I was like 24 when I stepped into it. Um, just a baby, just a baby, <laughs> just a little baby. Um, but to have people like looking at me or looking up at me of like, okay, what do we do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 24. Okay, here we go. Um, but yeah, single-handedly running an entire ministry now too at this point. Um, cause I took over our lift ministry, which is our older, um, our older pop, older population. So seventh grade through, we've got like adults in there with special needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, both of, both of those things are like very different, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it yeah. feels like yeah. there's very, feels very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the core of it. I'm with people yeah, and you're just seeing them where they're at. Yeah. Being yeah. At their, like wherever they're at, you're just at their level. Yeah. And you do a really good job of that. So I, I appreciate mean, that's, that. That's where you're supposed to be. I mean, man, yeah. that's you. Could, oh, I'm, I, I just, I look at your life and all that you are and I'm just, uh, I, I'm like, I want to be like her when I grow up. For real. That For real. is so kind. For real. That's so kind. Yeah. No, that's Yeah. That's I mean I like I said, I wouldn't have like if you told like ten year old me that this is what my life would look like right now, I would be be like, No, that's no, there's no way. Um because I feel like at twenty five I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot and I mean thing probably most things like that I I mean you obviously wouldn't wish on anybody mm-hmm. but it's also made me who I am as a person um experienced a lot of grief in my life and you know I I don't think that I would be where I am if my if the Lord like had directed my path differently I don't think I would be the person that I am or where I am without those things. Mm-hmm. Now, did I wish that deep grief was not a part of my journey and story? Absolutely. But 
when you're on the other side of it, you know, you can look back and be like, okay, but like, I would be so different. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I honestly don't know who I would be. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I resonate with that a lot because I feel like I've gone through so everybody's gone through something. Right. But you're, uh, you like, sorry people. If you heard my, uh, my dryer go off, (laughs) just out here doing laundry. Your boy does laundry. Okay. Trying Um, to stay clean. Yeah. Just trying to stay clean. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Well, you were saying that everybody has some sort of story. Obviously we've all been through something. There's, I mean, not to get all like clinical in my, you know, I'm pop off. (laughs) My clinical degree is in crisis intervention and trauma. So I have a, like a specification in those things, but everybody experiences like big T trauma or little T trauma in some sort of way. Somebody experiences trauma Mm -hmm. and that can result in some sort of grief. Yeah. And so Everybody has a story. Everybody has something that they've been through. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's a hundred, yeah, hundred percent. And when you're like going through it, you're just like, nah, I don't want this no more. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I felt that re- like, you know how I've been the last week mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want any part of this. Like all the things that are going on in my life. Cause a lot of it's like what I'm going through is just me looking back at all the years mm-hmm. and be like, man, can I catch a break? I'm like, God, choose somebody else. Like, bring that somewhere else. Um, I don't wish that on any enemy or anything, but like, I'm just like, no, I don't want this no more. Mm-hmm. But like, as you said, as I, as I sit on the other side of it, every time I get through it, like all the good things that make me me are all because of those hard things. Yeah. You know, like the... The guy that people think I'm crazy for marathons and just like the intensity and all of that. And it's like, cause I, I just, I like doing hard things and enduring the hard things mm-hmm. because at some point you're going to go through something mm-hmm. and your body is able to like use the training and all of that to handle whatever the crisis is. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, the, the clinical or the scientific backing to that but that's kind of just why like i do it but like i would have never had that kind of passion or intensity to do those things if i didn't go through all the hard things right you know like it just or i wouldn't be able to when somebody's going when somebody else is going through a hard thing or they say something like really crazy Mm -hmm. that they probably think that that no one can relate to and i hear it i'm like oh dude i i know exactly how you feel yeah and that's like such a cool feeling when you can like Mm -hmm. really yeah, because Connect. you're you're able to like share in and sit in that grief like in in a way that maybe people who haven't experienced like profound amounts of grief, you know, they probably wouldn't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But that's also like where part of that blessing comes in of like what you were saying is the things that you've gone through, you understand what grief looks like in that way and you're able to walk with other people who might be in a situation currently. And just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And you, so like empathy, that's such a big thing. It's such a big thing in in my field of work, helping people. Um, and it's something that can't really be taught, right? It's, it, it is something that 
you know, I, one of my favorite people, her name's Brene Brown. She's a social worker. Am I on that list of favorite people? Of course. Top five? Okay. Of course. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but like Brene Brown is like, she's like social work royalty basically. Mm. Um, but she did like this video and she's done like keynote speeches, everything like Ted talks, all that stuff. Um, but she did a, a video that basically describes like the difference between empathy and sympathy and it's a great video and it really breaks down like sympathy is like oh i'm sorry mm -hmm. like that probably is really sucky well yes no duh yeah of course <laughs> but then empathy is like it portrays this person like kind of going down a ladder like into a hole like this dark hole where this other person is sitting and they're in they're in a hole like they don't they can't see anything else around them because they're struggling so bad mm -hmm. and that person walks down and sits down and is like hey i'm i'm so sorry i know that's really hard like i might not know what you what, what's going going on with you right now but like I'm, i want to come and sit with you i want to be with you because i care mm -hmm. and maybe you can share with me like what it is that you're going through and maybe i can have a better understanding so i know how to how to walk with you in this that's the difference it's like ultimately the Lord has, has blessed us in that sense of being able to be willing to sit with somebody and walk with somebody. I think a lot of times too, sometimes people are just so quick to speak mm -hmm. and not quick enough to listen. And at the core of who we are as humans, I think we all want to be heard. And ultimately we just want somebody to listen to us. Like I'm, I'm very much one of those people where I tend to want somebody to just hear me first before they give advice because I don't feel like I get hurt enough because I feel like I do a lot of yeah, hearing, hearing. Mm -hmm. in my work that when it comes time, you know, when I'm like, I really need to just let this out. I just, I preface, I'm always like, Hey, I just need somebody to hear me in this. You know, I don't know exactly what to do right now. I just need somebody to hear me. Um, and so I think, I think as humans, just in general, everybody can work on hearing people more. Mm -hmm. um, I needed to hear that because I, I struggle with that where I just like to give the advice or yeah. my opinion or whatever. So that's, um, I think the, the ultimate or like the, we talk about as followers of Christ, like trying to model him and, mm -hmm. and be like him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was the greatest example of doing that, like of meeting people at their level in that dark place mm -hmm. and uh no just a great reminder that we need to be doing that um and you do that really well i remember we got uh what was it mexican food like months ago or whatever and you were oh just like gosh, i just need yeah. to vent like you came into it like i'm just gonna vent yeah and i was like all right cool like <laughs> i was like <laughs> but if you didn't tell me that i probably would have been starting to talk and like no I, I i normally always preface and yeah. I like, I'm pretty sure I was like, Jay, I need to, I'm about to lose my mind. Yeah. I, I like, just okay. kind of like. Yeah, like, okay. Like, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set me, set me up well for that, for success. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but, but here's the thing too, is like, if sometimes if you don't preface those things, people don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And so. Especially guy brain versus girl brain. I know. That's why I'm I do like, that. I hear one, I'm like, I gotta fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm, now I'm just taking over control of everything when it's like, that wasn't what was needed. So now look at you. You got, she has so much wisdom. 
so much wisdom. That is truly a blessing from the Lord. Yep. It's something that I'm like so honored by ultimately like that is that when people say that that's like one of the highest compliments that like I take that so deeply to my heart and that comes second to my mentor one time just looked at me and she was like lady you just have such a gentle spirit and I was like almost started crying Mm. I was like oh my gosh (laughs) because at the core of who I am I'm very fun Mm -hmm. I'm very wild and just like very outgoing but when you really get to know me I feel like those characteristics kind of take the background of gentleness Mm -hmm. like the gentle spirit and like a tender heart um so it's it's really cool to yeah it's when like somebody really knows you yeah yeah see you so yeah yeah dang that would that would feel really good yeah you're gonna get me crying right now no (laughs) we're not gonna (laughs) do that we're not gonna cry um all right we can we can talk i want to talk about how we met yes this is this is a great a great little story because when people ask we kind of just do we lie i mean not really we just just like didn't really have like a great way to explain explain it it. so we just kind of like yeah we just yeah but for the world to know right now all the listeners (laughs) for the like 1.7 million listeners yeah the 1.7 million (laughs) listeners that we have do you want me you want me to explain it you want me you want you want to go ahead no, yeah, you can, we can just kind of like, I'll fill in Okay. just kind of what we... Well, I think it might make sense because like it kind of yeah. is my yeah. doing yeah, yeah. in a way. And yeah. Then, yeah, we can fill in. So your boy, when he was thinking about moving down to Nashville, he's like, okay, what are some ways to meet people before he goes down? And that meant, I'm going to jump on Hinge. Which, here's the thing. I will preface... Or just say, Hinge is not a bad, like, online dating is not a horrible thing. I feel like a lot of people are doing that now, in a, or just meeting people. It's, like, kind of now what people are doing in our society. And so when a lot of people, like, cr- when the Christian community hears online dating, they're like, you're supposed to meet in the church. You're supposed mm-hmm. to, like, date within the church. I'm like, no, not, no, no. Yeah, it's not like a you have to do that or you have to do this my personal i respect your opinion on that my personal opinion on it or this is just my maybe my trauma or whatever whenever i've gone on hinge it's from a place of being lonely yeah that's valid too so you gotta kind of like understand where your mindset is you gotta understand in this case though when i was on hinge it was because like i just wanted to meet people like Mm -hmm. i didn't want to go down there like not know anybody right you know what i mean right um I had it because one of my friends was like, we, I was in Texas and um, visiting one of my friends and it was like four of us and they were like, we need to do it. And I was like, what the heck? Okay. So I had it and just really didn't pay attention to it. But that's how, that's how it happened. It's always crazy so, stories. I know. It's crazy stories. I know. And look what happened. And now like here we are. On there. Yeah. Wild. But yeah, I'll never be on, I'll never be on a dating app ever again unless the Lord like literally is like go on this dating app and you're going to meet this specific girl <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, I mean, you have a great personality and you're outgoing and it's like, I, I like to be out. I like to meet people. Yeah. 
it's it could happen just organically. Not saying sure. it can't happen on Hinge or whatever, but like that's just where I'm like, unless he's like literally puts it, mm-hmm. he like grabs my hand and makes me type in my account information, <laughs> like log on. Then I don't I don't know, but just where I sit currently. Um, okay, so back to the story. Downloaded Hinge, we end up matching because I think you had like a, a photo of you playing basketball, and I was like, okay, she's a hooper. I can maybe mm-hmm. maybe find a way to like get in her crowd of hoopers mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. friends or whatever. So we end up chatting for a little bit, and then you. I think you mentioned your church at some point. Yeah, because uh, I think we were talking about because you were saying that you were like somewhat newer to the faith, mm-hmm. and you were thinking you were still thinking about coming moving down to Nashville. Um, and that's when I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I go to this really great church. You know, I've been going to fellowship for a while now. I mean, I'm very plugged in. My mentor leads worship there, like, you know, and so you're like, oh, okay. And then just (laughs) didn't do anything with it. Did not take it at all, which as we continue the story, that, that seems to be the the consistent theme at at some (laughs) point. Your boy's stubborn, okay? Yeah, I, oh, I know. Hard, I think a lot of guys are just like, like, if you're going to tell me to do, like, you know, I don't even know this girl, and she's not like she's trying to tell me to do something, but, you know, I'm like... I mean, I think I'm, like, prefaces, like, an invitation, like, I think it would be great. Yeah. I wasn't like, I never want to ever force, force him. something in terms of church or religion or mm-hmm. whatever that may be on somebody. Yeah. That's ultimately your choice, yeah. right? But, like... You can talk about it. You can share it. Be like, hey, this is what it's done for me. It's awesome. Yeah. And if you want to try it, I'm happy to be there. Yeah. I uh, I think that the underlying thing in me was I was so afraid. Because, mm-hmm. you know, not being growing up in the faith, my story is like, you know, not one. I, I just didn't know what true grace and like talking about meeting somebody where they're at. Mm-hmm. And not when you say something to somebody that's like very like it's just crazy and them to like what would you say before have sympathy right where it's almost like a sympathy thing and not like an actual like not like empathetic yeah and like Mm -hmm. well i'm gonna walk with you through this and we're Mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna go at this together more like oh like oh that's a that's an awesome story how god's worked in your life and then you just turn and then you're out (laughs) it's like like, well that person thinks i'm crazy you know what i mean there's always like those like i think i've seen videos on tiktok or instagram when it's like the one recently saved guy he's like yeah i was doing drugs i was doing all this and everybody's like yo (laughs) like it's i mean we're humans we're gonna gonna hear that stuff and be like whoa but like i think that's what my fear was Mm. um so that's yeah so i kind of just disregard that and then I moved down here and I'm kind of, this is not people that listened to the last episode of my full testimony. I have not fallen off the deep end yet in Nashville, um, which I eventually do. But I, uh, you know, I, I've slowly just kind of do my own thing, kind of just very alone, like the first three months in Nashville. And this girl again, I hadn't talked to her. I think you had my number maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we texted like a little, bit. a little bit before you came down, mm-hmm. and then it just like yeah, nothing came of it because I, I mean, yeah, I think you were just like bye, <laughs> bye Felicia. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I come down maybe like two months in to me being down here. Mm-hmm. I'm like hanging out with one of my friends, 
And this girl literally was just there with one of her friends. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it was. It was one of my friend, yeah, at one of friends. Yeah, the apartment. Yeah, the apartment, apartment complex. Like this random apartment complex in Nashville. Mm-hmm. We are like re- literally like right across from each other, and I I see her and I'm like, and then she looks at me and we're like, what the heck? And then we like kind of get connected again. I think you text me after that. I'm like, oh, we mm-hmm. should uh, hang out or like grab dinner, yeah, grab dinner or yeah, something, just, whatever. just catch up. Um, so I think we eventually, but to stop, to pause right there, how crazy is that? Like, I mean, Nashville, you, you eventually realize it's small, but it's not like we're at a bar or like some popular bar or something. Like we're literally just at this random apartment complex that neither, I mean, you probably had more reason to be there than I did, but like, I don't know, it's just crazy to me as I like reflect back on that. It's like I was, I met an awesome person through Hinge and like had a good friend and then I was like nah I was like God placed a person in my life and I was like eh and then you're placed again and I think we end up this is when we start to become friends a little bit mm-hmm. yeah um, we hang out like with some of my friends and I think some of your friends I would hang out with yeah like, in a group or whatever yeah uh, and you mentioned like your church again at that point mm-hmm. and this was I think before you were like really plugged in it cross point yeah i wasn't even you were at um zeal i was going to zeal a little bit yeah like maybe yeah once or like twice. a couple times yeah yeah because i was your boy was so scared yeah to go to church like, yeah so scared because at this time i had done when i was saved i had done like mostly all my church stuff like online because of covid so i think i stepped into a church one time in new jersey like mm-hmm. after being saved and so you're, I come down to the Bible Belt and I'm like, yo, like. Where there's like a church on literally yeah, like, every like, corner. Ooh. And everybody grew up in the church. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, your boy doesn't belong here. <laughs> like he just doesn't. And uh, so, yeah, I was going to that church a little bit. And then, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't started going to Cross Point yet. And this is when it's the, this, uh, I'm starting to slowly slide mm-hmm. into being like in the world mm-hmm. in Nashville and going mm-hmm. crazy and partying. So I think you did mention it again. And I was just like stiff arm once more. Uh, but you, the cool part about that is like you just, this is just who you are again. You're just with me where I was at mm-hmm. and walking alongside me. And, and we'd hang out every now and then. I remember we'd like go to Lululemon and I'd buy some stuff. That was yeah. Cool. yeah. We would run, run errands. I would drag you with me to run some errands. Yeah. Because that's honestly like, I don't care who you are, guy or girl, like quality time can be found anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you get to do do things when you do life with people that's what it includes yeah. right that's to me that's always the, the most fun things yeah like just the mundane yeah just except you wouldn't go with me last year or this past year for christmas when i wanted to drag you to go christmas shopping because i needed to and you wouldn't come with me yeah your boy was probably messed up at that point no no you is- just were like i don't want to go <laughs> i was like okay Yo, you call me out on the podcast right now <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Yeah, I probably was tired or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a bit. Christmas to me has always been not to get into my you know no not trauma jump dumping right now, but it's always been hard for me. So the the, the Christmas holiday, I don't want to say I'm Scrooge or anything, but no, I know you know, or or the Grinch, but it, it it always has been hard for me that holiday. Now, when I have kids and a family. I mm-hmm. think I'll be able to embrace it. I think more. it'll be different. Yeah, and I think I'm like, okay. But I'm just like waiting on that. I'm in this middle ground where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just this 27-year-old dude now. 
I don't really get up for it, but I need to. Okay, back to the back to the, <laughs> back to the story. <laughs> back to the story. Uh, so then I'm you know caught in all of Nashville, and we probably hung out every now and then from that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've meant you mentioned church and all that. Mm-hmm. And then my friend who you met, and actually you, I think you became somewhat like friends with him, like friendly. He ends up you know getting hit by a car and getting in a like be, in a, being in a coma mm-hmm. and that woke me up a lot but still at this point i was not ready to i was more plugged in at cross point and i was like in small group and everything and then i hit my wall where it's like okay i need i need more like i've like if i want to be a disciple of jesus like a apprentice of jesus like get to to model him reflect him know him like i need I need more. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to pursue more. And then I reach out to you again. And I'm like, I almost make it my own idea. Even though it was like you, like you off, have offered that so many times. Basically every I'm time. It's like, yeah, you know, you got, you got a church. Or like <laughs> even though you knew. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, like I know you got, you got this church. There's some good dudes there, right? And all this. And you're like, yeah. And I think there was... It was the summer. Yeah, it was summer when we had our summer nights series. Um, And it was like the first one. And I was like, yeah, we've actually... Because you texted me, I think, like that that week. And our summer nights was on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like... Oh, oh, that was thinking about first Fridays. Yeah, Yeah, um, on Sunday nights. And it was that week, though, that you texted me. And I was like, hey, we've got... You know, we've actually got something going on this Sunday. Like, how about you Mm -hmm. come? All you got to do is, like, go to the website. You just... Click your name, enter, and register. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. That whole thing would have scared me. Mm-hmm. Two years, like two years prior to that, mm-hmm. but just being where I was at at that moment, because I was able to kind of get my, I don't want to say my confidence. He was instilling confidence in me, of no, like you, like if you know the gospel, like you know, you know, you know, you belong, mm-hmm. like you know you're worthy, but like I was like kind of starting to really grasp that at cross point and i'm like okay i understand this so i can go to this church and i can i can be vulnerable and i could be like this is this is where i this is where i'm at and and i did that and i was it has been the biggest blessing to me and i'm once again i'm very thankful for you in that cuz i Oh man, it's yeah. It makes me emotional just like mm-hmm. seeing how good he is and like how faithful he is and how patient he's been with me in all this. But this is where I was supposed to be like all along. Mm-hmm. Like it's clear as day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I I love you. I'm thankful for you because that yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I can't sit here with today in this conversation, in this podcast. Like I don't have 1.5 million followers or whatever, but like it's so fulfilling to just hear people's stories and, and get to know people that I would have never known, um, if it wasn't for you. And I don't know, it's just, it's, I don't even have the words for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, tell you as often as I can like that I care so deeply about you because you're I mean you're like family right you're 
you're literally like family to me. Um, and like I said earlier, like I don't ever want it to be, I don't ever want it to be forced on someone, you know, just because fellowship is home to me and means so much to me doesn't mean that it's going to be the same for somebody else. Um, but you don't know unless you try, right? You Mm -hmm. don't know unless like you experience something. Um, and that's the case for anything, honestly, like you don't know unless you put your foot in it and like put your first foot forward and Mm -hmm. like step into that. Um, but it kind of reminds me of, um, the story, like the parable of the lost son, um, where the, the father has, has two sons and, you know, one is like, okay, but you know, I will do whatever you need father. Like I'm here. And it's the other son that's like, I'm about to bounce. Like I'm going to do my thing and just, and like blows all of his money and like just is gone and keeps coming back and then is gone. And that father, when he does come, when the son comes back, that father is like, you know, gives him the best robes and linen and food. And it's like, my son is home. He's here. And that reminds me of like, that's what the Lord does is like, he doesn't care as long as you come home. And so that like in, in what you were talking about, like, that's what reminds me of that. It's like, ultimately like the Lord just wants your heart. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. Like, honestly, what it, what path that looks like yeah, for you to get to. to, get to there, yeah. yeah. He just like, my son is here and I have his heart. And that's what I care about. That's it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I was, I mean, <laughs> what would have happened if you listened the first time that I was like, Hey, I have a church. <laughs> I probably, ha- probably have a few extra bucks in my pocket. For <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, but of course like all, all in the Lord's timing and his, I remind myself often, like in just in general, like the Lord has perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And I know that it sounds cliche, um, but it always makes sense to him every time. And we just sit back and we're like, what the heck? What do you mean? What? But he always knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, his timing is perfect. Even when I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I reflect back, I'm like, you talk about, like, I could have done this two years ago, and I can kind of sometimes get caught in that. Mm-hmm. But again, like we we, talk, we talked about earlier, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the Justin that I am right now yeah. at Fellowship. Yeah. If it wasn't for the two years mm-hmm. of not being there. Mm-hmm. And that's something I'm trying to hold on to in this in this season we were just talking about this before before we started recording is uh how in this season of life i'm just there's a lot of bitterness resentment jealousy mm-hmm. of like looking at others and be like oh they got it they got it better than me and and uh like why didn't i do this why don't i do that like why did my parents raise me in the church all these mm-hmm. things um but again it's like I, the the plan that he has written on my life and how it's all played out and what it's 
how he's worked in that and what he's like created like the version of Justin today that he's created I'm so proud of mm. um, and I find a lot of contentment and joy in that uh, and this is a new revelation to me right now because your boy's been struggling but I'm just so I'm I'm just so thankful for him in this I'm I'm losing my words and my train of thought here because it's just it all doesn't make sense to me like why like why me like not in a bad way it's like Lord why why do you I can I've consistently just been disobedient mm. in all these things why like why do you choose to continue to like mm-hmm. work with me and be patient yeah. with me and like fulfill the promise yeah I, I I know why but like and when you see that I'm like oh, I'm like man I because all right now I have like all I have right now is him yeah in this season like all I have is him right now and that's think, all, that's also all you need. That's all you need. Ultimately. And today, like in this conversation, it has been confirmed like I am I don't need anything else. Like I'm okay with mm-hmm. that right now. Yeah. Because like if I don't learn what it looks like to be okay with just him, and I thought I was at points. Mm-hmm. I'm sure like there's seasons where it's easier to be okay with just him. But this is like the real like like you have to be or else you don't you don't make it yeah yeah uh there's no like there's no backup yeah there's no back like i have no backup plan right now <laughs> there's no back like that's all i can there, well i mean there's no backup to the lord like it's i mean it is ultimately like him or nothing mm-hmm. yep uh, i don't know if anything Anything I was saying made sense, so I'm sorry. Prior to like all that, I was just in your in my feels. Uh, all right, we're turning it to you now. We're turning it to you. What you mentioned, like the te- like the ten year old Lainey, mm. um, she would have, she couldn't have envisioned any of this playing out. What is? It doesn't have to be ten year old. It could just be like in general, like how you were brought up. Yeah. Um, stories that you just want to maybe share yeah. things that have really played an impact, paid an imp- played an impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, what's, uh, what's different than, than you is I was raised in a, in a Christian home. Um, my, both my parents are believers. Um, and so like, I didn't know anything different. Um, but it was, it was probably, I would say probably like fifth or sixth grade is when I began to understand like that my faith is my own. Like I make that decision. It's not my parents. It's like I make that decision to follow Jesus. Um, so I think like that was, that was kind of where I, where I really began to understand like what might that look like in like the simplest way that like a 12 year old can understand that. Right. Um, so, I mean, thankfully my parents set that example. Um, my mom 
set that example of like what does it look like to be a believer um my dad so my dad was was raised in like catholic um i was actually baptized catholic when i was a baby um because my grandmother was like a devout catholic i'll never forget like going to mass with her and you know that like incense and stuff that they like i literally thought i was gonna throw up every time i smelled it it was just so strong it was oh my gosh it was so bad um but ultimately like my my dad i mean my dad would come to um to church with us like when we first went to um first presbyterian is where we used to go because i used to go to school at oak hill and they have a church that's like a part of it um and as i got older i was like yo i don't like this because it's very proper um and like you follow like a bulletin and like there's no worship it's like you sing these hymns with like the organ and then the pastor gets up and stands in this pulpit and I was like I don't think I like this like I don't think this is like what I want to be a part of um and so as I continued to get older you know I was like mom we've got to go somewhere else because I'm just not getting anything like my faith felt kind of stagnant it was like I was saying that I was a Christian but like nothing was really coming of it mm-hmm. um and so like into high school um we kind of like hopped around seeing if there were places that we wanted to go to um and we tried Brentwood Baptist um I went to Cross Point a few times just because I had friends went there um and then you were a Cross Point girly no I'm just kidding <laughs> I never what no 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 um and one of my friends had told me like hey my my family and I we go to this church called fellowship um and it's in Brentwood it's like actually right next to Brentwood Baptist and I was like okay you know and her and her mom and my mom were actually really good friends they did a bible study together and so I told my mom I was like mom like maybe we try this this church on Sunday um and so we ended up trying fellowship and that that was that was our first that sunday was our first sunday and that was the first sunday that my now mentor led worship Mm. um and i will never forget looking at my mom and being like mom like i don't know i don't know what this means but she's going to be really important to me Uh, my mentor's name is Lindsay, and um i went up after service and i was like Lindsay, you don't know me but i just really feel like the word is has placed this on my heart of like you're going to have a really big impact in my life in some way. Um, and so now she's been my mentor for about six years. We've been at fellowship for eight. Mm-hmm. Um, she baptized me a couple years ago, um, and has had one of the most profound impacts on my entire life. Um, and I think that's a, a big, big part of why fellowship means so much to me because I've seen a transformation in my own heart while being at fellowship because it is so like i mean it's it's so biblical focused in terms of teaching right like our pastors are some of my favorite people um and there are other churches you know that probably do the same and it's probably they're probably great um but i can't imagine not being at fellowship and not having like 
I mean, we go like verse by verse. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've been in the book of John for a freaking year now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only on like chapter 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's because we go verse by verse and like, I, I crave, I crave that. Um, and so that's kind of a, a, a long story of like how I grew up, but also how, we, how my family ended at fellowship, um, and kind of what it means to us. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm so thankful for, for fellowship and, um, I, I would think my life would look very different, you know, if I was at a different church. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's somewhere that like, I would want to, I would want to raise my kids in the church, you know, yeah. like that's a place that I would want my kids to experience. Um, so, I mean, I'm planning on being there for a good, <laughs> probably a good bit, yeah. but yeah. It's such a great place. Oh my Thanks gosh. Thanks for sharing yeah. your story too. That's, yeah. Uh, the people there are just so all the li- people that are listening, probably mostly fellowship people. Um, y'all are the best people. Like it's ah, oh, the community is just so mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It's so, it's oh so my great. gosh. And like just the way like there's like such what's the word? Uh, like there's effort to like pour into people, mm-hmm. like not just on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. A lot like every day mm-hmm. or most of the day like there's it's just so active yeah and in a city like nashville or just middle tennessee i guess more nashville and where young adults are strictly just focusing on young, young, young adults is people are moving from all over the place mm-hmm. um whatever their background is you could easily get lost in the the worldly side of nashville that's you know partying and all that Mm -hmm. and it's just a community that's like no we're we're gonna look different we're supposed to look different and we're gonna like be about it yeah and we're gonna like put i guess i don't want to say systems in place but it's almost like we're gonna create spaces Mm -hmm. so that you have somewhere else to go yeah when it seems like there's nothing nowhere else to go for sure yeah I, i just love that yeah well, really I mean, me accountable. like we being believers, like number one, the Lord never said that would be easy, but also number two, it's not popular. So, you know, we knew these things going in to wanting to follow Jesus. Um, because I mean, Jesus experienced that back when he did his ministry. Um, I mean, the amount of times people tried to kill him before he was actually crucified. Like, I mean, he woke up with a target on his back. And we don't experience that to, like, that extent. Mm -hmm. But it still is somewhat unpopular to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I like being unpopular. (laughs) In that sense, I love that. I want to be different. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. No, it's you're right. We are. You should be, but it should be. I don't want to say it's easier to become more comfortable with being different, 
but I feel like the more you like learn who he is and the more mm-hmm. he like he shapes you and yeah like works on your heart it's yeah like, oh gosh yeah oh I love being different yeah like thank you lord for yeah oh I it's I mean like awesome the amount of times too that you know things have been said to me about like oh I'm not a good person or whatever and I'm like well okay you clearly don't know me but also like those things don't matter because they're not from the Lord what really should matter is what the Lord says about who who we are as people as 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 an individual like who does the Lord say that I am who does the Lord say that you are Mm -hmm. and of course because we're human and we live in a fallen world we're still gonna care what people say but to how like to how much how much are we actually going to like weigh that mm-hmm. right that's what i have to keep reminding myself of because people when they know that you're a believer they're going to do everything they can to like tear that down mm-hmm. so like the amount of things that have been said to me like by granted this doesn't really matter because my patients are unwell but like things patients say to me Mm -hmm. um our patients family members they're like you're a horrible person like you should not be doing this job and i'm like okay and you know that that's all relative because you know based on where they are they're in an inpatient setting Mm -hmm. so they need help um but even like some some coworkers that i have are not not the kindest um and a good chunk of my coworkers are not believers um and so things have been said that I'm like, I can't take that to heart because I know that that's not who I am. Like, yeah, it still, still stinks. It still hurts because you're still human and you have those feelings and those are valid. But that doesn't mean that that is like who you are as a person just because somebody else thinks that you're a bad person. Mm-hmm. How does that, so when it's like a non-believer that that's obviously hard yeah how does it look for you when it's like a believer that maybe views you a certain way or i think that's been my biggest struggle Mm -hmm. so i'd like to like get your viewpoint on that Mm -hmm. um because now when it's like somebody that doesn't believe and they see me a certain way Mm -hmm. they're like i don't want to say i chalk it up to them they just don't they just don't understand like it's not that kind of mentality but it's like okay it's because i'm a little i'm different in that way Mm -hmm. so it's like how could they understand me Mm -hmm. or like we just don't agree Mm-hmm. But it, like when it's somebody that's like, hey, we share a similar faith and it could be somebody very close to you or whatever and they and they see you and they don't maybe not say it specifically to you, mm-hmm. but just I think you get the gist of the question. Yeah. Like how do you how do you operate with that? And how yeah. How do you feel that? And I mean, I mean, it's probably a similar answer, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's I think it still is kind of kind of my answer is still kind of similar um like yeah it stinks that's gonna hit you hard especially if like I'm such a deep feeler um and I think as I've gotten older I've become like more sensitive um because I care so much and I think like that sensitivity comes from me caring um but at the same time as I've gotten older I've learned like no matter who your believer, non-believer, whatever, 
people can say those things as long as you know who you are you're confident in that and you you know who the lord says that you are Mm -hmm. because ultimately he is the only one that has power over any of that so yeah it's still gonna stink you can still sit in that and be like that okay i gotta think about this for a second because if they see this in me does that mean that you know i i said something or did something to make them feel that way and that can also come with like reconciliation too mm-hmm. um because maybe maybe you could be in the wrong right maybe mm-hmm. you could maybe you could have said or done something that that hurt that person and that can still not be like the core of who you we all mess yeah, up yeah, we're, we're not perfect up. right yeah, exactly. so you know it could be a very like in the heat of the moment kind of thing um but also that's where that comes to like understanding being a believer, what reconciliation does look like. Like, Hey, tell me, tell me what you meant by this. Like, what did, what did you mean? Did I do something or did I say something that upset you? How can I, how can we walk through that? How can I fix this? What does that look like? So could ha- could be, could be the case or they could just like straight up not like yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> which is you know that's okay <laughs> that's okay too that's okay i don't know what happened to my screen here um that that kind of brought something to my mind is like and this is just for me i i, I think people can resonate with it i'm not saying this is like a perfect practice or anything but like we need to i need to be better at asking questions mm-hmm. like in those moments where maybe i feel like mm. somebody whether they, let's say like they, I don't really get, somebody said something to me mm-hmm. and it was like mean or I don't really get offended too easily. Yeah. Um, but let's say I did or something rubbed me the wrong way, situation rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, I need to be better at asking questions of like, oh, like, what'd you mean by right. that? Or like probing a little bit more or if I wanted something more from somebody or less from somebody or whatever right. is like asking like, what's up? Yeah. Like. I think so many times we just kind of like let things just go um, and we never really get to like understand why that person said that or like what they meant by it or whatever. Cause like when you know somebody's heart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, like I know that's not what they actually intended. Right. Or like maybe they, they didn't show up when I wanted them to show up or whatever. It's like, I know that's what, not what they want. Like mm-hmm. what, me diving a little deeper into it mm-hmm. to understand like I need to be better at that. And I think we can all be better at that because I think it's so easy to just be offended by it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like just by like what actually happened in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Instead of being like, okay, let me actually like dive into this a little bit. Right. Cause then you just end up holding on to stuff that never really should have been held on to or yeah. wasn't the situation <laughs> that like, was I think, I way. think is like <laughs> as humans, we hold on to like the dumbest things that ultimately like shouldn't have power over us or shouldn't matter as much as we were making them to matter. Mm. And it's easier said than done. Preach. Easier said than done, of course. But like, I mean, just like the pettiest things. And why are we holding on to those things when they ultimately should have no control or no power over us? Mm -hmm. Especially when like I've done some messed up stuff. Like it's like, if I'm holding on to like, what this person did to me, I'm sure I've 
fallen short with them or somebody else. Yeah. Plenty of times. Of course. Yeah. So like, who am I to hold on mm-hmm. to them doing yeah. something to me or whatever? But that's that's what I'm saying is like that's in that case like all of us have fallen short no matter like who like I mean my best friend and I all the time I mean because nobody's perfect like why would I hold a grudge against her if she like forgot to tell me that she already made plans and had to cancel okay I've done that too Mm -hmm. so why would I hold on to that knowing maybe she also probably doesn't care like because it's happened so many times yeah it happens yeah and i just don't under i don't know because i mean i'm i i'm a victim of that too like there i mean there are times where i'm like oh that that really kind of pissed me off like i'm i'm gonna hold on to that one for a little bit who's to say that that other person isn't holding on to something as well I think it, I mean, it goes, I don't know what's, I don't want to say it's our ego or our pride, but there's part of it. It's like our, in that where it's like, we feel like we're being slighted for whatever reason, like, or yeah. we did something or, yeah. and we're making it about ourselves. Yeah. And, but we kind of have like, we kind of like manipulate it to be about mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. but it's really just like about ourselves. Yeah. Which we, we are as humans can be very selfish. I, had this experience when I went to Haiti. Um, I've been to Haiti a couple times and the I think it was like the third time that I went. I worked in a special needs orphanage in Haiti. And this is like I know people are like, Oh, I went on a mission trip and it like changed my life. I'm like, Okay, but like what's the reason? Like, do you have like a literal thing that like how are you different? What does that look like? Or are you saying that? And then when you come back and a couple weeks later, you forget about it and you're the same person. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, this trip like wildly changed. I mean, it changed about how I care about people, like how deeply I care. Um, and also recognizing like nothing in the, it's never about me. It's not about me. And so, so in this special needs orphanage um, in Haiti, I mean, it's a very like, very impoverished it's a third world world country violence is very very prevalent voodoo i mean it is like it's scary um and so this special needs orphanage was situated outside of downtown port-au-prince which is the capital of haiti and um uh we showed up and it's basically like a cement like compound ish in a way it's like the cement blocks Mm. So you know how like the foundation of a house is built, how it's cement. That's like the actual. It's like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And a lot of it is open air because they don't have air conditioning and it gets freaking hot in Haiti, especially in the summer. Um, And so a bunch of these, like there are kids, there's adults, you know, um, everybody's kind of everywhere. And I went to go pick up this little boy in this crib and he looks like he's like one or two years old and the director of the orphanage is like oh no he's we think he's like five or six um and I was like oh my god he's like he looks very sick like not well um and he was like a basically like picking up like a a wood board he was so stiff and just like couldn't his breathing was really shallow he could barely open his eyes 
Um, and the director of the orphanage was like, yeah, you know, we actually found him a couple days ago, um, in a pile of trash on the side of the road. And I was like, you were kidding me. So in Haiti, people with special needs, um, are seen to be possessed by the devil, um, based on like their appearance, if they're like intellectually delayed, um, if they don't function properly. Um, and that's kind of where the voodoo comes in as well. So I'm literally holding this dying boy in my arms and I was like, somehow wanted to make it about me. And I was like, why that like, what the heck? Um, and immediately just was like, okay, God, you know, I, this, this is never about me. This moment is never about me. And like, I just started praying over that little boy. Um, and I mean, just held him in my arms and that moment just brought me is like, brought me out of myself, um, of like, this world is never about us. It's about how we invite the people in around us, how we love the people around us, the examples that we set so that people understand we're different because we love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so from that moment on, my heart has been more open to sitting with people, being with people, crying with people, being a shoulder for people because it's never about us. We want other people to feel like they're invited in and they have a place to be. So that was like, 2019 yeah that was 2019 um and so I mean I I mentioned earlier like I knew it was always I was always going to help people when at a young age I always knew but I think the Lord like curated that in my heart is something even deeper because of that Oh, you got me messed up right now, Laney. You got me messed up. Oh. I know you didn't mention it in your, in the, you're like, uh, that's why it's allowed me to like sit with people, mm-hmm. listen to them, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you would agree with this, but in my head, I kind of added in there. It allows me to like be hurt by people. Like not in like a, mm-hmm. I don't want to say good, like, oh, hurt me, please, or whatever, but yeah. like hearing all that it's like you you see that happen you're like you're so you're hurt by it and you kind of make it about yourself yeah but like kind of what you're saying it's like it allows me to be hurt by people because i I just understand that's the world Mm -hmm. and when you're and when you can kind of be hurt by people one that's just forgiveness like in that like right away yeah which we're like we're literally called to like almost forgive Right. I know we have our own time to get like get to things or whatever, but like I mean Jesus forgave right away. Mm-hmm. Um so I, that just came to my mind and it might not be accurate or not, but like I'm like I I need to allow myself to be hurt by people, like and be okay with it. Like it, yes, it's it's gonna like I'm gonna feel things and all this, but like yeah. the forgiveness and the letting up the resentment, bitterness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like 
I mentioned this on the last podcast is like the Bible is just full of people, full of people, like uh, people are just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And in that people are going to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But, oh man. But when you love Jesus and you like know him, you're able to like, you can reconcile like you said. Yeah. Um, You don't make it about yourself. And it's just, yeah. well, wow. I think that's also like, like I said at the very beginning, like that all can be a form of worship, right? Like it's, you, you recognize, you recognizing these things is like you in a sense, like giving that back to the Lord of that, that knowledge and understanding. And I mean, like I said, because I love worship. One of my favorite mentions of worship in the Bible is in Genesis where Abraham takes his son Isaac up to the mountain because the Lord had asked him, you know, take take your son Isaac to the mountaintop like as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And Abraham was like, but God, like he, this is my only son. He is my son. And God was like, I, but I'm asking you to do this. And so Abraham is like, okay, you know, he packs up his stuff, you know, has Isaac carrying the wood, um, and they go up to the mountaintop. And Abraham starts building this altar to sacrifice Isaac. And Isaac has no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, all right, where are we going to get the ram? Like, where, where's it at? <laughs> and Abraham is like, uh, yeah, no, uh, nope. Um, and so, like, as Abraham is about to sacrifice Isaac God is like no no like you no but that in and of itself and then he provides the ram for the sacrifice but that in and of itself is like that sacrifice obedience to me I feel like obedience is the deepest form of worship mm. and that can look like obedience in song that can look like obedience in your actions um obedience and prayer that to me that's that's worship at the core is obedience yeah that's a word <laughs> obedience is worship or like the would you say, say that again you the, 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 the the core of worship yeah, is obedience yeah. yeah and but it's also like everything that we have like that's why I love that's why I love singing when we worship like at church um because I'm like god this is this is all that I have mm-hmm. it will never be good enough but it is all that I have and for him that's all that he wants that's like that's that's everything that he could ever want because we're recognizing like god this is not enough what I I want to do more but I can't. And he's like, no, that's all that I wanted. Bro, you can't be doing this to me right now. I, <laughs> whenever I talk about it, like whenever I talk about that, it always makes me kind of teary because like he deserves so much. And I think that we recognize that, but we just don't have, we can't, like, we want to give him so much, 
he's so powerful and so big and like we can't we just we just can't but he looks at us and he's like no but that's that's enough Mm -hmm. the little stuff we i feel like we forget god too much in the little things or at least i do i see the lord the most in the little things And I, I see it too, but I, I've, when I'm like going through the hard thing or, or I can be undisciplined, mm-hmm. disobedient. Yeah. It's cause I forget like, yeah, yeah. That he's, he wants all of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I journal every day. Like I, I have what's called like my kindness notes and it's essentially like how I see the Lord every day. Um, in like little things doesn't have to be anything big, grand, whatever. Um, but that's how I continue to see the Lord every day in the little things because I actively look for it. It may be really hard to find. Like, there's so many times where I've had really bad days. And I'm like, there is literally no way something good could have come from this day. But there always is because that's how kind the Lord is. No matter what there is always something good to look for in every single day. Whether that be people, whether that be an activity, a high, a buy, something. Like, you don't recognize how an interaction with a stranger can actually make you happy or sad or frustrated. That's why, is what I always tell like my my patients when I do um, therapy with them is it's always, it's easier to be kind because you don't know what people have going on, but you would also want that same, in, that same thing in return. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, it's the easiest thing. You can wave to somebody, you can smile at somebody, you can say hi. And for all you know, you might've saved somebody's life today. Mm-hmm. Because you smiled at them. You don't know like what they were thinking about or what what they were going through or what they were thinking about doing. You don't know. I see I see these um there's a there's this thing on Instagram, like profile on Instagram. It's called Upworthy. And it is the most precious thing because it's just different like random random things but it's like feel good it's like feel good kind of things um and this was a i don't remember the exact gist of it but um i think that this guy had seen this homeless man um and you know went in and got him like some food and like gave him a coat whatever and um you know, went kind of went back into the store. And when he came back out, this homeless man had kind of given him like a little piece of paper and essentially was like, I was, I was thinking about killing myself today because I thought nobody cared about me until you came and you brought me food and you brought me clothes. And that meant more to me than you'll ever know. A small act of kindness literally saved this man's life. And I feel like we have the power to do the same because being a reflection of Christ is being kind. 
We don't have to go out of our way. We don't have to go across the world to change people's lives. We can literally do it in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Ministry can happen with our neighbor. Ministry doesn't have to be, oh, I need to, I need to go to Africa just to, to feel like I can make a difference. Or have like X amount of money. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, Jesus had literally nothing. Yeah. And these dudes that are following him. They also had pretty much left nothing. behind everything. Yeah, they, whatever they did have, they left like behind. Like Matthew, Matthew, he was a tax collector. <laughs> he like was seen as like the more like wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus was like, all right, if you want to follow me, like you gotta, get, yeah. you gotta get rid of all that. Yeah. And now you gotta go follow this dude that has not like it's not like they had literally money nothing. <laughs> like they're like sleeping on the ground, like yeah. no, no, nothing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta give up it all, all of it, man. It's like you see those moments, and when they happen to you, like I think this is maybe a month ago. I just was not able to eat. Like I just mm-hmm. was eating a lot less than I usually do, mm-hmm. and it's just like I just couldn't make meals. I was just so yeah. tired. And at work, I think I thought we had um, a person like a. We sometimes we have like these people bring in food for us, mm-hmm. like vendors and stuff. Oh, I remember you telling me this story. Did I tell you this? Yeah. Thing? Um, it's a it's a good story. Yeah, it's where, a good one. Where I just like have no. I'm like I got nothing. I think I hit my roommate up and he was like gonna potentially like order me food or something because I couldn't even like get on DoorDash to like put the order in. I just I had nothing in me. And this and my <laughs> the girl the girl that I work with she comes walking around the corner with like food, and she's like, hey. um, they actually had the the person that ordered like in our office. They got the wrong order or something. Do you want this? Like they didn't want it. And I literally right there, I break out like and cry. Like I'm crying in the office. Like I don't care. I'll cry in front of people. I was like, thank you so much. Like she didn't even buy the food. It's not like she really. Like, she just yeah, but like she brought it to you. She saw all I got. She's like, here. I feel like here. I'm gonna ask you probably because she knows I eat a lot. So. I don't know if she got like a conviction to like get actually give me the food. She probably just thought, yeah, this guy eats a lot, so we'll give him food. But I was just so thankful. I actually took, I usually don't take a lunch break. I was like, I'm going to like, thank you God for this. Like, thank you for orchestrating this to happen Mm -hmm. because I was not going to be able to eat. And man, when you, when you have those moments, you're like, it re-inspires like you where it's like, I like, I need to do be kind more and I need to look for those opportunities mm-hmm. and they don't have to be big things. No. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause it's this whole thing. Conversation has just re-inspired my faith. Um, I love doing these episodes cause it's just like, I, I mean this in the nicest way. Like we're, we're nobodies. Like we're not like, you know, run these churches. I could have told, I could have told you that. Like, it's, <laughs> you know I mean? like, it's like, we're absolutely nobody. Yeah. We don't have all the money. We're not influencers or anything. Mm-hmm. But what I've gotten out of this conversation has like just re-inspired my faith, faith yeah. and just all the things that has brought back to memory. Yeah. Revelation. I'm sure people listening to that, to this mm-hmm. can get the same thing out of it. And it's like, we're nobody. Yeah. But through him, like, yeah. oh, it's crazy what he does. I mean, I, I like if one single person 
gets something out of it. We've done our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the last things I want to mention before I just ask you a question, but I was thinking the whole time you're like, as you're speaking of like how, like being kind and like looking at others and, and doing that. I think so many times, at least for me, my inner dialogue of like what I'm going through mm-hmm. and like the, the scarcity mindset, this like sad or I haven't made it in the world or whatever. Those, those thoughts that creep in that mm-hmm. I let win mm-hmm. don't allow me to look at the world from a, a brighter, lighter lens mm-hmm. that I end up not doing those things. So this is me saying it to myself and maybe somebody can resonate. It's like, I need to win the battle with my brain and what, what I'm letting in. Um, and what is truth? Like you, like what does God say? Like you mentioned, like what does God say about me and where like, if I let all the, Oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'll never have this. I'll never have that. I'll never be able to be kind to others and see others and help others. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just the way I view it. Like I need to win that where it's like, I, I am worthy. I am like the way he sees me. I need to start seeing myself that way. Yeah. And when I can do that, man, I'm like so much, uh, so much more energy to like look at others Mm -hmm. the same way, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I just challenge all of us to like, what does he say about you? And, and, and when you have those thoughts, replacing it with truth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. My question for you now is as we wrap up here, is there any just last words of wisdom or more things, um, anything that comes to mind for you mm. that you can I say mean, to the masses? I'm sure there's a lot of things, but... Um, I think what, what I have been telling myself and what I have been telling other people is like, kind of going off of your topic, like who the Lord says that you are. So like who you are is enough. And if there are people in your life that expect anything more or anything less than you, they're not your people. And it's really hard to learn and really hard to like come to terms with because like they could be some pretty significant people in your life, but you have to recognize like if they expect, like if all that I could do today was get out of bed and sit down and read or watch a show, something like I got out of bed. And if somebody's like, oh, well, like, you should have gone to work out. You should have gone, like, ran errands. Like, you had time. Why didn't you? Instead of, hey, that's that's awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that you felt felt well enough to, to get out of bed. I mean, I think a lot of, because I work with a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of individuals who are pretty significantly depressed, I have kind of put myself in a situation where like I can't be expecting more from people if they aren't able to give it. If it's like one little thing at a time, that's more than enough and that's okay. 
And so I tell myself, but also like other people, who you are is enough. You don't need to be anyone else, anyone different. The person that you are right now in this current moment is enough. That doesn't mean that the Lord is not still shaping you and changing you and molding you in his way. But focusing on that on that present, like that should be important to us. So going off of, I guess, going off of what you were saying, who you are is enough. Oh, I got nothing else. <laughs> oh, who are you? <laughs> Man, that's so good. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Because the right people are going to, they're going to walk, want to walk alongside yeah, you. They're that. like, okay. Yeah, that, that's not They're like, me. thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing that with me. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, the right people are not going to walk away in that. No. Because it's not transactional. Like, mm-hmm. oh. Wow, Lainey, that was really good. And this whole episode has just been really good, um, at least from my perspective. I mean, it's been fantastic. Uh, I am so thankful for you, like I said earlier, just who you are and that the Lord's placed you in my life um, and who's, like, the other lives you have impacted. Um, yeah, it's just such a blessing. And I know you're just going to continue to be a blessing to others mm-hmm. and just who and just... Oh, the energy you exude and just people want to be around you. Mm. I, I, I would not be here today doing any of this or whatever if it wasn't for people like you. Mm. So like, you're one of my people. You're like my homie for life, for real. Oh yeah, for real. For I'm real. Not, I can't. I can't go anywhere. Yeah, can't go anywhere now. Oh man. Um. But we'll wrap up here. You, you want to close us out? You close us out in prayer, or just you want to? You could just you know close it out, however you want yeah, to close we, it out. I mean, I was just you can just be like yo yo next <laughs> check it out next week, whatever you want to do to close it. You no, just yeah, close. I well, I was just gonna say like thank you for for thinking about me to and just like wanting me to share parts of my story and just for us to have conversation and just get to get to share things on our heart. Um, something that I never take lightly is like obviously being able to, to talk about Jesus. Um, so thank you for, for that. And, um, also just super proud of how far that you've come and because I feel like I've seen you at the very beginning and like seen how the Lord has shaped and molded your heart. Um, and it's been really cool to see. And like, I'm honored that I have a front row seat. I'm honored that like you let me have a front row seat. Tickets are free, so it's, um. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a long, you know, like, oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm very honored that, you know, you, you let me be, you let me be a part of your life. Um, you know, again, something that I really don't take lightly at all is when people invite me in and, like, want to do life mm-hmm. with one another. Um, that is, like, one of the best gifts. So thank you for that um and yeah i mean this thing is so it's i i I pray that it it touches people's lives you know in ways that we can't comprehend or would never think um you know it's really cool that you're doing this 
Um, and I'm really proud of you for that too. So yeah, I hope that it hits. I just hope that it 1.5 million followers. <laughs> oh man. The last thing I'll say before we end it is find you a laney. That's all I got to say. And if they, if you have a laney and she tells you to go to the church, go <laughs> like don't be stubborn go that's all i gotta say that's all i gotta say so next week i'm gonna check in with the listeners and make sure that you go wherever they t- wherever yeah. she tells you, you or go. if they come to fellowship tell them and if i haven't met them i would oh, love yeah. to meet if them you haven't met laney at fellowship she's okay do you still have like your earpiece usually sometimes yeah okay she's cool yeah. she had the earpiece and you think you don't think you're cool but i think you're cool by <laughs> i have to have it I have to, because then when they walk you for me, like, I have to know what's going on. I know, on. I know. I just, I, I, I see, I'm like, yo, she's cool. She's cool. And then you always tell me the dopest, freshest outfit. I try. You know. I try. So. But yeah, no, if I haven't met, if I haven't met anybody, I would love to meet, I love meeting new people, so. Oh, man. I never know how to end these episodes, but I'm just, uh, if, what's your, what's your Instagram? Um, It's my, it's my whole name. So it's Morsey. so my last name. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm public it. because I'm like, yeah. my feed is literally all about Jesus. It's so Jesus feed. yeah, so why make it private? Right. That's real. If you want to follow me too, or the podcast, um, it'll be in the, in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this episode and, and to see how it can impact people. So if it, if it's impacted you as a listener, feel free to reach out to me. I would just love to know like where you're at in life and, and what season, what seasons or struggles that you're going through. Um, just to walk alongside you so uh but yeah i hope y'all just have a great great week i guess yeah yeah great yeah great life if you never listen again yeah great (laughs) um you know Um, and we'll catch you next time yeah peace